to Pursue the Pool, the podcast that is geared towards helping people who are looking for a career change or for those who want to pursue their dreams and start their own business. So how do we differ from all of the other inspirational podcasts out there? Well, what we do is we interview people from a range of different industries. So if you want to set up your own marketing agency or your own restaurant or yoga studio or hair salon, Whatever it might be, we have someone specific from that industry to tell you how to get started, the highs and lows, and most importantly, the truth. Now, we are one group, one community, and we have all of the answers. Now, I am your host, Stacey Bevan, and today I have an amazing guest. Her name is Ellis Henry, and she is the owner of Just a Hairdresser. So first of all, thank you so much for joining us, Ellis. We really appreciate everything that you're about to tell us. Thank you for having me, Stacey. I'm very excited. Oh, me too. Okay, so before we go into the first question, I'm just going to give the audience a little bit of your background into what it is that you do and the services that you offer. So you are from Birmingham in the UK, my hometown also, and you have been a hairdresser for 10 years now. You opened your business, Just a Hairdresser, two years ago, where you specialise in cutting and styling and you offer a unique service to your clientele. Now, you've worked on many national projects such as Fashion Week, photo shoots and campaigns, and you currently have a strong, diverse client base from all walks of life, which you are extremely proud of. And I have seen this on your Instagram. So, yeah, it is is, is incredible. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Your plan for the short term is to build up a loyal city centre client base. And for the medium to long term, you would like to set up your own inclusive education platform accessible for all individuals at different levels and you plan to expand this internationally okay so this is great so I'm just going to jump into the first question so tell us a little bit about your background like what did you do before you kind of went it alone like how did it all start was you working and then you transitioned into this so where did it all come about so after I left education I went into further education from school um, and then I went into hairdressing a slight bit later, so I was about, I was about 17, 18, just after school, when I went into hairdressing. Um, I stayed employed for around six, seven years. Um, I travelled in between that as well, it, as well as um, training and doing my career. And I also actually left hairdressing for about a year's time, but that's another story. Um, but it sort of put me back on the right track, knowing that it's exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I was employed with a major brand in the in the Midland City Centre, uh, very renowned, very well respected in the hairdressing industry as well. And I stayed employed with them for, as I say, about six, seven years. Um, and then I went alone two years ago in December and it just felt like the right time. I hadn't thought about it before that point. I had think, thought about it in about five years or so, but I'd recently just got back into hairdressing and sort of back into my flow and I wasn't travelling and things. So uh, it wasn't something that I was thinking about immediately, but in the future. Um, but all of a sudden, it just happened and I just went with it. And I thought self-employment is the way to go. I think since lockdown, our industry has come quite far and self-employment's a big, big thing now. Whereas when I first started hairdressing, it was very minor, it was a minority for to, to be self-employed. Uh, everyone was employed. Everyone worked for a big brand. And that was your security, really. So it was sort of, 
taboo almost um but yeah as I went it alone it just felt like the right thing to do and that's how our industry's going anyway so it felt good and it felt right so how did you know that this was like your passion because you say you came away from it you went traveling yeah. and then you came back to it like did you did it just pull you back or like how did that how did you know that this was the path you should follow deep down I always knew it was I yeah. think influence external influence always has an effect on you and when you're so young and naive um things come into it was like when my friend left university and they were getting secure real jobs as they said um that I sort of started to question a little bit more I was like hang on a minute is this for me do I want that sort of nine to five secure futurist like job um which I'd never had before and as I say I traveled which is something that is a priority for me anyway even still now I love going away and I love exploring different places but I always come back um as a as I say deep deep down I always knew that I was a creative I love being around creative people so once I actually left hairdressing and went into finance which complete opposite um I left hair didn't have a plan uh, got a temp job um, with agencies just fell into finance and ended up staying there for a year and it was at that point that I just knew that feeling deep down where I was a creative and I blossomed a lot more with, around creative people once I was then put in the opposite environment it just alarm bells were like no you need to get out of here so I'm so happy I did that and I was quite young as so well I did it around 25 so I'm glad that I did it then because if I was still thinking about it now well I'm 30 now so imagine leaving for a year now and then having to go back and start all over so I'm really happy it happened but just knowing that I was a creative deep down that's where it just pulled me back right okay and then you say you made the transition to go it alone like did you have a plan or anything and did you require a lot of investment initially to do that um no so I didn't have a plan I just knew I wanted to be self-employed there was influence external influence from uh, I actually worked with my older brother in the studio that we've got now he's a hairdresser has been for about 13 years he did it just before me so he's been um self-employed I think it's about three four years now so I had his influence and his support uh, and watching him do it was was niggling and put planting the seed in my head um but when I actually did it I didn't have a plan I left my employment and within two days I was self-employed and I was just renting a chair in a salon around the corner it happened very quickly without a real plan um as I say I did have it in my mind to do it at some point, but I was thinking maybe three to five years. Uh, But honestly, I wouldn't go back. I think not having a plan is sometimes good. Having a plan is sometimes good. It just depends how it is, how it goes for you. Everyone's individual in that respect. So, yeah, I didn't have too much of a plan. I had a client base, so that was my plan. Okay, I was going to say, how did you, like, get your clients? Did you already have them or was it word of mouth? Like, how did that grow from, like, getting your first client to kind of follow you there and then grow from that point? How did you do that? That's the security that comes with employment. You build a client base over time. There's no real urgency to do it. So I had a very small client base in a very small area. I've worked in the city centre before, but it was very brief. So I worked in a smaller area just outside of uh, Birmingham. Uh, I had a very small, but it was just word of mouth, really. Um, even when I was employed at the salon I was in, it was, oh, my, where do you get your hair done? My friend wants to come to you, etc. I would then give out recommender friend cards and 
ex- things like that. So it was just word of mouth. But as I say, I had a very small client base. And once I moved, I couldn't take any clients' details off the system yeah. um, due to GDPR and things yeah. like that. So I yeah, relied a lot on word of mouth. And because social media is such a great tool now, yeah. um, I then had to hone into that really. So, Did you have any like fear? or any doubt like before you made that jump and if you did how did you overcome that because this is what a lot of people um, and our audience especially this is what they struggle with so they always want to ask this question to anyone that I interview did you have fear self-doubt and how did you overcome it yeah of course and I think that comes in um two years into it I still have the same fears and doubts and everything else and I think that will just continue through time and they'll just change over time as well um yeah. I overcome it with support really with the people around me they make it such a better time and I'm surrounded by people a lot of my friends have their own businesses they're creatives they have that small independent um business whether it be there's all different people around me yeah. um but just having that and because I work with my older brother who's done it a little bit longer than me he's also a hairdresser we've got the same um skill and service it's good to have them people around you don't think that you have to take on what everyone says and thinking that everyone has to everything they say you've got to take on you've got to know in your in your own self that it's the right thing to do but support with friends for sure and those fears they do diminish and then they come back around it's natural that's the only way I can yeah I think it's natural to have those um overcoming them is it's hard because as I'm only two years into it so I'm still having them yeah having that support and speaking to people about it and then knowing that they've got the same makes you feel at ease mm. but just knowing that I try my hardest and try my best every single day yeah it will overcome them at some point have you had any like um challenges during this period or maybe when you started that that you've had to really overcome that really knocked you and made you kind of think oh gosh is this really what I want to do um when I worked in the smaller area that I did outside before I moved to the city centre once I moved to be self-employed there that's when I thought oh my god have I done the right thing as I say it was a small area and I thought and I didn't particularly want to be there although it was a security that I had I knew I wanted bigger and better things as I say um so having that self-doubt there and thinking is this the right thing? I'm in a small area. I don't want to be here. I lived around 40 minutes away from that place as well. So putting all my eggs in that one basket and being self-employed and moving my clients to a different salon and then thinking, well, in a year's time, I'm going to move a different, to a completely different area. Having all that, are they going to follow me? Am I going to build where exactly where I want to be? Am I going to get the clients that I want? Um, that was a challenge for sure but I just had to take the leap I had to take the risk I knew in my heart of hearts it wasn't for me and it, I wasn't where I was supposed to be yeah. um and then the challenge to take up those and ask them to come into a city center then start branching out in that way was hard really really hard um but it's paid off yeah. massively yeah so what keeps you like motivated do you read any certain books or do you have like a mentor or is it is it just your your brother that gives you that kind of inspiration like what what is it that keeps you you know motivated and inspired to keep going and keep doing your business 
what kind of support do you have? I have my older brother. He's a massive influence, support, inspiration to me. Yeah. Um, the place that I work now, Digba, it's a creative hub from creative people. I've got a lot yeah. of people around me doing all different um, jobs and skills and having their skill sets around me and just pushing hard because a lot of people that have the independent um, businesses in my life and that are creative are successful. So they're a massive inspiration to me. Um, I do have social media as well. I have like Instagram friends that are fellow hairdressers. Um, I recently, last year, went to Budapest and did a learning seminar with a guy that I've followed for years. He's a huge inspiration to me. Um, so going to meet him and working with him, um, have that messaging people that I find inspiration from. I love their haircuts and what they do on social media. You, I keep in touch with them over social media so they feel like your friend anyway. Yeah. And I think watching people grow and watching their own journey, which is similar to yours that you can relate yeah. to, it's just inspirational because there's just a massive platform out there and it's so much opportunity that it's hard to stay in one place, to think that I'm only in one box and I can't branch out. Yeah. So following fellow creatives, having fellow creatives in my life is one thing that I'm honing on um, and I want to keep close to me. Books, I mean, I read a few books anyway, mm-hmm. whether it be autobiographies, biographies, self-help. I don't yeah. lack of a better term, I think. Um, I do read them yeah. and they do help. I watch and listen to a lot of podcasts as well. Um, yours, the Stephen Bartlett one. I love that. I love, I love people's that. stories. Love yeah. oh I just list, I love watching and listening to people's stories, whether that yeah. be if they're in they're a creative or they're not. Um that's very inspirational to me. Yeah. And it keeps me going, knowing that people have the same struggles and the same fears as you and you're not the odd one out and you're not singled out in any respect you feel like it's just happening to you and only yeah. you sometimes uh but having that pod- then podcasts and things and just show- social media is a massive one to me yeah um you create relationships and you make friends on there without even meeting people yeah um but you're all in the same boat but yeah there's a lot of inspiration around me i'm in a very creative space yeah physically um my brother as well as i say so yeah that's that's great that's what I'd say. yeah and it, it, you're right it does get like lonely especially when you're just starting out you feel like you're on this big journey on your own so I do the same I, I like to listen to other podcasts and everything as well just to get inspired and know I'm not alone and someone else has experienced that or someone else has experienced that so yeah. that is a really it's a really good point so in terms of like growth um would you say in the industry that you're in is growing your client base? Would you say it's all about, look, your work, your talent, or is, is that how you're growing? And then, you know, you grow through word of mouth or do you do any other kind of promotion? Is it just social media or what is your kind of growth strategy? My growth strategy, social media is the main one. Uh, that's something that I'm learning a lot about and picking up on, uh, for myself putting out there what I want to attract as well. I think a lot of people sort of throw that saying around, put out what you want to attract, but it honestly rings true in so many different ways. Um, When we first got to the city centre, we had flyers and promotions. I offer certain discounts to certain people. So industry discounts, if anyone else has an independent business, bars, restaurants in the city centre, I offer them discounts and things. just trying to get your, your word of mouth out there. Everyone that comes and sits in my chair 
give them a rec- recommend a friend packet so they can then benefit from their friends coming to me, whether that be one, two or three people. Um, but just putting myself out there, it's really, really hard. And the self-doubt and the fear that you have sort of honing on you in the beginning can push you a lot further away from that. But just putting yourself out there, flyers, making my, your face known in the area that you're in, saying hello to different people, making certain, uh, friends in certain areas. But yeah, social media's the biggest. The, the big and flyers one. as well. Yeah, it really is. And yeah. um, I've had to accept that I have to post and be consistent and things which I've never really done before especially in employment as I said you've got a certain security if you go to work you're guaranteed because you've got a shop front you're guaranteed to have people come walk past come in to inquire you don't have that when you're on your own and where we are we're in a it's essentially like an apartment building but for creatives so we don't have a shop front so you have to get you have to put yourself out there but no social media and flyering yeah is the main one Okay, and so look, this is a two-part question. What advice would you give to people who really want to start their own business and they're either scared or, you know, they're not sure how they should go badly or, you know, they're in employment, they're scared of doing that transition. What advice would you give to these people? Do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you if you have, it's scary, it's there's a lot of fear involved uh, there's a lot of doubt involved I'm not going to lie but just do it if you've got a passion and you love something enough uh, you've got something to say or you've just got something to show just do it the for all of the hardship that comes with it the sense of freedom that you have is immeasurable um just just honestly do it if you if a plan works for you and that's how best you work have a little plan give yourself a year however long that you need it didn't work for me at the time but that was unique to me um for the situation that I was in so just push yourself and just do it because it will work out yeah if you you try your best it will work out for sure um that's all I can really say is just do it okay Um, that's amazing and final final question so what advice would you give to people who want to do exactly what it is that you're doing like how do they get started how do they build up like what advice would you give to them in hairdressing yes they want to do exactly what you're doing work for themselves have their own salon build it up like what advice would you give them advice a lot's changed within in terms of training since I did it so 10 years ago you have got the influence of social media and things. Um, but I would research the biggest brands that you've got in your area, city centre, wherever you are in the world. Research them and find people that you like the look of, relate to um, on social media or anywhere you can. I'd definitely 100% get an apprenticeship. Uh, you've got that security then, which you'd have to do for the first two years anyway to get your qualification. Uh, but just get that sense of security first. First, I don't think, unless you've got the qualification already, taking that jump to be self-employed would be really, really hard. Um, so do that first. Would you advise people then, yeah, so to do an apprenticeship or do some work yeah. and get some experience first? In a, sa- or yeah. in a salon. In a, in a salon, for sure. And that's what I mean. Research the kind of salons that you want to work in. So for me, I actually went to a salon that I ended up working in as a client. Um, and I just thought, here's my people. Like, yeah. I love this. Yeah. This was before 
I think Instagram had only sort of just started coming out. So we couldn't go on people's pages and look at their shop front in that way. Mm. Um, but get experience in a salon. If you're already qualified and you're just in an employment and you're looking to be self-employed, put the feelers out there to your clients. If I was to move, would you follow me? Like, the ones that you trust anyway. Mm. Um, you, there's certain things that you can't do uh, with GDPR and uh, certain things in employment depending on what's in your contract that you can't do. But just have a little, put your feelers out there, see if there is any spaces to rent in your local area or where you'd like to work. Speak to the people that are offering that for you and see where you can fit in, see where you can't. Um, but to be self-employed, just take the leap, just do it. But if, you complete, if you're in, if you wanting to get into hairdressing for the first time, definitely work in a brand and get experience in that way. Yeah. Uh, first, and then yeah. you'll have influence from different stylists and then you'll know how to work a column you'll know uh, how to conduct a consultation because these are things that implement your service and how what you can offer people um yeah, and you have I to only be a, a people person right like you know yeah, you, have you do communication skills and everything and all of that you know you need to gain it can be it can be really overwhelming as well um so gaining that confidence within a in a brand and within a salon where you've got other people to sort of bounce off is brilliant in the first instance it'll bring you completely out of your shell that's exactly what it did for me anyway when I first started and build that confidence know how to speak to people what the right and wrong things to do are and I think you can only learn that when you're in a salon environment you can only learn that off of the people and other hairdressers Um, so build that experience first it will then give you insight to where you actually want to take your career so do you want to go into more professional photo shoots, fashion weeks? Do you want to take that route and be a part of an agency that way? Do you want to stay in employment because you enjoy the security? Or do you want to do something like I did and go self-employed and have your own unit? All of that will come from a salon environment and speaking to other hairdressers. And yeah, so I'd definitely say that for sure. Um, that's what built my career anyway. And yeah. learning off people, the way that you cut hair or the way that you apply colour comes from influence we're all human beings we that's how we learn it's all very visual and it's hands-on and also in your free time i don't i'd recommend people in your free time research hairdressers that have come and gone before our time and watch youtube videos tutorials anything like that always keep on top as well as yeah i suppose you've got to keep like what's trending at the moment and what's trending and yeah. you'll find that everything comes back around. I think like the Y2K, 2000s is all coming back around now. So um, having that, I for me personally, I love to watch videos from like from the 1960s all the way to the 1990s, see how people did it originally first yeah. and then adapt your own sort of way and skill set in how to do it. Um, but yeah, we find that fashion's come, it's like a continual circle. It's like, and people take their own, things from it and try and make it their own especially with social media as we say pinterest instagram tiktok people do their own little things and it's nice to learn from that as well um but having the basis as i say from a salon environment Mm -hmm. then you'll know what to look for and what to pick up on and then you'll find your own knack for it and your own style everyone has it everyone has it me and me and my brother both hairdressers uh, both from birmingham yeah we still have our own completely different way on how to do things and what we interpret as inspiration and what we think looks good yeah so doing your own research on that and really finding 
who you want to be as a hairdresser. That is incredible. Look, that is great advice. And look, you've been amazing. You've answered all of our questions. And, you you know, you've given a lot of insight as well. You've been very, it's been very refreshing, you know, and, you know, to say, look, you had no plan, you just went into it. It's it's just, it's just nice to hear, you know. So, look, thank you so much for your time and thank Thank you for doing this. It's been amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.